have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance with this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the one and only Animal Farm Radio Show on the We the People Radio Network. I am your host, Anthony Pax. Ben is unfortunately not in studio with us tonight, but I am sitting next to my fellow far-left, far-right Islamic extremist, freedom fighter, conspiracy nutcase, whack-job patriot, co-host Pyeth, who speaks. Hello. Thank you. His deep wisdom through the audio clips on his computer. It is the 29th day of May 2008, and we're going to be here live for the next two hours, bringing you the best, the worst, the unbelievable, and the pathetic things which are unfortunately taking place in the world today in our country. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. You're officially on the farm. You want to be uh, blunt about what has taken place? You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. It will be righteous. Ben, unfortunately, is not here with us tonight. He had to take care of some matters. He is okay, though, so don't worry about him. I think he's going to be okay. But I am here with Pyatt, so it's just going to be us, too. And, of course, you, the listener, the beloved listeners, once again, thank you for all the support. Emails, we'll be getting quite a bit. Number tonight is 512-646-1984. We will not have the instant message thing open tonight, so Animal Farm Show, one more. That's not going to be going on tonight. That's usually kind of Ben's deal he runs that whole thing so tonight it'll just be the phone so you're kind of forced to call in which i do apologize for once again uh, we do appreciate the emails so many great emails uh we spoke last week we were talking a lot about why our country isn't drilling in anwar why our country is not pursuing the dakotas now that they just found oil uh why? there 6.5 billion barrels was the estimate last i heard it could have been changed i'm not really sure but the you know the overall question and one of the topics of debate was you know why are we not doing anything about this why are we spending four dollars maybe four and a half dollars per per barrel or per gallon excuse me of gas and uh, when we have oil here and we could be taking care of our own places and, and people here it just cost me six thousand dollars absolutely and uh, Dan brought up a good point 
He responded to it through an email. He says, not a drop of Alaskan oil has even been used in the U.S. It all gets sold to Japan and other southeastern countries that can't get it from the Middle East. And we have contracts that require them to buy it from us. We make a lot more selling it to foreigners, actually. Uh, I think if you will find the conf- you will find confirmation on this if you look. And it, may- it, it brings up a good point, Dan. Thanks for the response. And, yeah, my response was I just, I don't know. My, one of my best friends... And I had a conversation about this, and he asked me, he's like, you know, why is this happening? And other than telling him that our government is run by a bunch of bastards, I didn't have any George specifics. W. So, yeah, thank you, George. And, and once again, Danny, thank you. He also sent me, Dan did, also sent me another link. Um, he sent me quite a few emails, but one of them regarding Stanley Meyer. And it was a YouTube clip, and I'm really glad, Dan, that you sent this in, because we did talk about you know, who killed the electric car, that whole thing. And we talked about how we should already have this technology. We should already be using cars, automobiles any you know means of transportation and energy consumption uh, entities in general that use uh, something other than gasoline so he sent me a clip on Stanley Meyer who was one of the uh, the guys who kind of invented the engine that ran off of I guess in, in many cases water and other or pure nitrogen or hydrogen excuse me hydrogen in this case so I will I can't play the YouTube clip because it's just music so it's not going to do you much good but if you look up Stanley Meyer M E Y E R he was the guy who uh, I guess had a patent on it in 1998 and uh, completely ran a, any gas engine any single gas engine would run off of hydrogen and uh, he died of food poisoning the day after I think he made that deal with the government so i will i'll try to get more specifics for you but once again folks thanks for the uh for the great emails and the great articles and we do have mention is worth a fortune and it would have been mine if it hadn't been for those meddling kids yeah it's 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 it really is sad so much to talk about tonight we have a lot of we, we haven't even talked about the senate and house rejecting the real id we're going to get to that partially tonight we're going to talk about new stuff stuff that's happening today happened yesterday that type of thing but some of it's going to be catch-up because we did uh over the past couple shows we time just flew we had a, a great guest in alan watt uh, last week so i want to play a little bit of catch up and given that ben's not here i'll try to keep the the ball rolling as as best as possible but ray another guy who's been sending us great emails raymond uh sent me i think it was right after last show after tuesday he sent me something and, and again this always gets to me with the whole police state especially attacking our young people about operation safe prom and i'm going to play the audio and then i want to get your thoughts on it are all happening inside this club, but before kids can get in, they have a quick date with cops. A limo filled with kids going to their prom. But before they get to the party, a very important meeting with the Westchester County Police. Good evening, Sergeant Bell in Westchester County Department of Public Safety. Is a safety check for alcohol? Cops want to make sure kids stay alcohol-free this prom season and are searching every limo and bus that pulls up. No booze here, but cops find a limo loaded with beer and another one with all of this. First, they initially stated that it wasn't theirs, and then they later stated that it was theirs. Cops confiscate the booze and send the kids onto the party. It's up to the officer to decide whether the driver will get a ticket for having alcohol on board. So what did the kids think about getting stopped on the biggest night of the year? I think it's a good idea that um, they're checking because usually they're in from um, anything happens. Anything happen, yeah. Accidents happen. People get hurt. And cops aren't just looking for booze. They're making sure every driver is licensed to operate in the county. If not, it could mean the guy behind the wheel hasn't had a criminal background check and a lot more. They could be anybody. They could be anybody driving. So we want to make sure that their driver licenses are good, that their TLC licenses are good, and their vehicle licenses are good. This county really means zero tolerance. 
but they're not stopping kids from having good, clean fun. And cops say they won't leave any kids stranded here. If they find a driver with too many violations to be on the road, they say they'll find a way for kids to get home. I'm Andrea Day, Fox 5 News. Yeah, where to begin? Where to begin with this clip? I, I hey, you call that a democracy? No, I don't call it a democracy. Uh, I, I don't know where to begin here. I could probably spend the next hour, two hours, just kind of pissing and moaning about police state, this whole thing. But my initial reaction to Ray, and once again, thanks for the clip, Ray. Thanks for the email. Was a uh, period of uh, lower the drinking age or remove it completely. I, uh, I'm sick and tired of treating our children, treating our adolescents, treating our teenagers like they are two-year-olds and three-year-olds who can't even uh, go to the bathroom without some kind of adult supervision. Uh, first of all, they took the beer out of, <laughs> thank you, Pi. They took the beer out of the limo in this case. And by the way, folks, this is Westchester County. We are broadcasting in Westchester County right now, so we're right here. But they take the beer, you know, Coors Light, and I think a bottle of wine, Zinfandel, something like that. They take it out of the car. Do you really think kids are not going to be able to get beer before the end of their prom night? You know, and I'm not going to debate whether kids should be drinking or not, but you know what? They're, they're really young adults at this ca in this case. So, uh, yeah, my, my argument basically is this. Let's just get rid of the damn drinking age or let's lower it to 18 at, at the absolute oldest. It's just getting ridiculous now. Being 21 uh, and, you know, now you're, you're able to drink alcohol. It always just left a really bad taste in my mouth. And uh, the more you, yeah, I certainly am. Uh, hey, listen, I you know, and I started drinking at what 15. I think I had my first beer at 15. So, you know, not that I'd be the natural rebel that I am. And yes, I am a rebel, but it's just nuts. It just doesn't make any sense. And when I visited Italy, and we talked about this. You know, there is no drinking age in Europe, and in most countries in Europe, and I know in Italy, there's no drinking age, and it doesn't seem to be a problem. And actually witnessed several gangs of kids just hanging out on the street corners drinking and there was no ruckus no problems because yeah once you tell uh, any group of people that you can't do something they're going to find a way so you know that is in a nutshell i wanted to start with that folks don't worry we do have the crazy stories i didn't start with them tonight because i really wanted to jump in and thank the folks the good folks out there who have been uh, emailing us and instant messaging us and uh, really kind of contributing to the show because that's really okay. yeah that's really what's been making it really great for Ben uh, and Pyeth and I the whole way through but let's just jump in I like to call it kind of the warm up if you will uh, feds uh, have seized cocaine Jesus statue on Texas border this is really sad and uh, kind of offensive especially if you are if you believe in Jesus federal agents have arrested a man on charges of drug trafficking after finding a statue of Jesus made of cocaine at a Texas border crossing Ber yeah, Bernardino Garcia Cova, 61, was arraigned Tuesday on charges of cocaine importation possession with intent to distribute cocaine and conspiracy after the investigation by Border Patrol and Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents. Uh, according to the criminal report, followed by U.S. officials Tuesday, Garcia Cova offered a woman $80 to transport two religious statues across the border and deliver them to him at a bus station in Laredo, Texas. Hmm, something smells fishy there. Uh, a drug traffic, a drug sniffing dog alerted Border Patrol agents of the pressure of dogs in a box that contained two religious figurines. One of those statues, a Jesus figure wearing, uh, th weighing three kilograms, was found to be made of pure cocaine. We actually do, just in, uh, this, just in right now, we have a press uh, statement from uh, the guy who actually was caught. What is it, Pi? I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, you heard it from the guy's mouth. Uh, sad, offensive, and uh, just plain inexcusable. But, hey, it is creative, and it's kind of something you'd see in one of those movies, uh, maybe even traffic. Uh, so the most ridiculous item for me uh, is this Rachel Ray ad. I know it's it's all over the place now, and 
you know, the, the minute I heard it, my girlfriend actually called me and told me about it. Unbelievable. Hey, baby. Yeah, without using expletives, I'll try to, you know, give you my thoughts on this. This is, I, I don't even know what to call this, maybe right-wing propaganda neocon extremism at its worst, in their case, at its best, especially since Michelle Malkin, of all people, seems to have uh, a lot to do with this, and I'll read it and then get your thoughts. Uh, you know, it's out of all of the news. I, this is MSNBC covering it. Dunkin' Donuts has pulled an online advertisement featuring Rachel Ray after complaints that a fringed black and white scarf that the celebrity chief a chef wore uh, in the ad offers symbolic support for Muslim extremism and terrorism. The coffee, oh my gosh! Yeah, the coffee and baked goods chain said the ad that began appearing online May 7th was pulled over the past weekend because the possibility of misperception detracted from its original intention to promote our iced coffee. In this spot, Ray holds an iced coffee while standing in front of trees with pink blossoms. Okay, Critics, including conservative commentator Michelle Malkin, complain that the scarf wrapped around her looked like a kafia. I know I'm mispronouncing that. It's K-A-F-F. I-Y-E-H, the traditional Arab headdress. Critics who fueled online complaints about the ad and blogs say such scars have come to symbolize Muslim extremism and terrorism. Okay, uh, before I go on, I've never actually seen a terrorist uh, on TV wearing one of these, at least the way that she was wearing them. Uh, and again, it's the Kafia. Kafia, it's an interesting name. Um, so Malkin wrote in this column, which was posted last Friday, she says has come to symbolize, as she's speaking about the actual little headdress here, has come to symbolize murderous Palestinian jihad, popularized by Yasser Arafat, and a regular <laughs> adornment of Muslim terrorists appearing in beheading and hostage-taking videos. The apparel has been mainstreamed by both ignorant and not-so-ignorant fashion designers, celebrities, and left-wing icons. Folks, the question is simple. If I wear something that an, you know, a jihadist wears, you know, am I necessarily promoting what the you know, jihadist is saying or doing. No. It's unbelievable. We're, we're at that point in this country where a celebrity can wear something. And it's not like you know, she's wearing the Iranian flag, you know, like a you know, bathing suit. God help us, Rachel Ray. Um, but, you know, this is just getting unbelievably ridiculous. And I want to get your, your thoughts on this for what it's worth. And anything else, folks, it really is kind of a quasi-open lines type show because we're, we're without our beloved Benjamin tonight. 512-646-1984. Got a large show for you tonight. One more ridiculous item. And this one, uh, well, you know, I don't know what to make of this. But video purportedly showing space aliens to be released in Denver. A man wants Denver City voters to set up a commission to prepare for visits from space aliens. And he plans to release a videotape Friday that convinced him there is life on other planets. Jeff Peckman proposes an 18-member extraterrestrial affairs commission. He said his footage shows four-foot-tall gray aliens. Quote, you can see them blink as they look in a window and pan in a room, end quote. Peckman said he, uh, as he met Thursday with city officials for a required review of his ballot proposal, uh, David Broadwell, an, an assistant city attorney, asked Peckman if he was really serious. But I guess this guy is serious. Apparently he has this video and he's going to release it. So you can imagine, uh, I haven't actually checked the George Norrie site, Coast to Coast, or the show. I haven't listened to it in a little while, but I'm sure that he's going to be all over this. And I'm curious about it. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm very, very interested in, in this topic. Uh, I know it's, you know, with the, with the whole crazy music that Pythe was playing, most people yes. just kind of brush it off. 
as nut wing crazy stuff, but hey, you know, uh, it's something of interest. So there you go, folks. There's the crazy, the unbelievable. And once again, have you ever found a metal implant in your body? Yeah, I, I certainly have never uh, found a metal implant. I've never actually looked, Pius. That's a good question. So uh, off the bat tonight, I really want to keep on this whole gas price issue. We, we've talked about it, and one of the questions that we asked uh, last week on the show, I think it was last Tuesday, was, you know, what's going to happen? You know, if these prices keep already, the prices are nuts. We know the prices are crazy. We're looking at four dollars plus a gallon of gasoline here, and that's just for unleaded. I can only imagine what diesel is right now, because um, the prices are always shifting. But we're going to get into this, and I actually have some interesting stories that I want to share with you that detail what some people are doing. Uh, so, and you would not believe some of the things, some of the steps that people are taking to just try to save money. I mean, it's not—it's one thing to walk to work or bike to work if you can do that, if you have the luxury. Maybe you take a train to work. And that's fine, but there's some other really extreme things that are going on, and I will share them with you. And this is, again, all in response to Dan. Dan has been a good contribution person for this show and giving us a lot of information. So, folks, AnimalFarmShow.com is the website. Post on the forums. We shall return with plenty of news and your phone calls when we return. Stay tuned. HempUSA.org is now offering free shipping worldwide to better serve our customers. Our goal is to get these fine hemp products to you in the least amount of time so you can enjoy what the powder seeds and oil can do for you. HempUSA.org has a warning that the U.S. food supplies are dangerously low, and we urge you to protect your family with hemp storable foods today. Tomorrow may be too late. Call 908-691-2608 or visit HempUSA.org. This incredible food source is loaded with enzymes so your body can digest the food you eat. And it creates an alkaline environment where cancer can't grow and parasites cannot live and brings funguses, viruses, and bacterial levels down and to a halt. Try our powder seeds and oil today. Call 908-691-2608 or visit hempusa.org. If the body has the proper nutrition, it will heal itself. Ask yourself, why does our government not allow this crop to grow in the U.S.? This product is also great for pets and animals. Call 908-691-2608 or go to hempusa.org today. Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts. Survivalists. The Army Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard to find objects like real wool blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E Military.com. With free shipping on orders over $100. Not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kits for just $2.99 a piece or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. 
$25. Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids and adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks or a military fuel can for only $16. Add the siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at mainmilitary.com. Their website is adding wholesale items all the time, like Uzi mag pouches. Get a dozen for just $36 or Swiss rain ponchos, now for only $42 a dozen. And survival saws are just $60 a dozen. With shipping throughout the world, check out mainmilitary.com. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Animal Farm Radio Show, you're listening to it. The one, the only. Left off here with this whole gas issue. I know uh, I'm sure everybody's been talking about this. Every day it seems to get worse. Every week it gets uh, worse. And, and I don't see any end in sight. And from what I understand and from what I'm told and from what the experts are saying, it's not going to get any lower. And we're looking at $200 uh, barrel of oil soon. Uh, again, we ask the question, what can we start doing as a country, as a population? Individually, however, some people are doing some very extreme things. In fact, some people are giving blood to pay for gas and you know it doesn't surprise me i mean if it was another time maybe if it was two three years ago maybe but uh no it doesn't surprise me with gas prices hovering around four dollars or more a gallon nationwide some in ohio have resorted to giving blood to pay for gas they My want to suck your blood they certainly do myfoxcleveland.com is reporting this now uh businesses at the zlb plasma service uh, on cleveland's near west side is booming the company pays as much as $40 per visit for a donor's first four visits. Less after that, however. But each person who donates plasma may do, uh, may do so no more than, uh, two weeks at a time. So, you know, you can't go every day. So it, it can only be a temporary solution or a small solution at best. But just think about it, folks. Just to pay for gasoline, people are giving their blood. The waiting area is packed with people like Jeannie Fox and her boyfriend. She says, I come here twice a week. And then, uh, and then I have to because it's like the only place where we can get the money quickly to pay for the gasoline. So, uh, that's, a bitch. yeah, that's one example. And, you know, th- there's so much more like this for, uh, and I'll, I'll get to the food industry too, but one more here. Uh, some workers around the country are shifting to four day work weeks to save money, you know, because of the gasoline prices that have what? Cincinnati is reporting this when Ohio's Kent State University offered custodial staff the option of working four days a week instead of five to cut commuting costs. Most jumped at the chance. This is so sad. Part of a U.S. trend aimed at combating soaring gasoline prices. Uh, this is the quote here. We offered it to 94 employees and 78 have taken us up on it, said university spokesman Scott Rainon. Uh, unreal. The reason is simple, rising gas prices and a desire to retain good workers. And while so far only the university's custodians are eligible, Renona hopes the option will be offered to all departments, including his own. So, you know, think about the issue here. You have people trying to save the extra money for gas, and they're actually giving up a work week. And then you have the whole global, global warming crisis. So think about the clash there, and you know, we probably won't get into that too deep, but uh, it's just it, it, making my head spin. Um, 
fucking thing sucks. Yeah, it does. Regular gasoline averages three dollars ninety four cents a gallon in the United States. That's the average now. It's almost four dollars on average a gallon here in the United States of thirty three cents in the past month and eighty eight cents since the beginning of the year. Eighty eight cents is the average. That's up eighty eight cents since the beginning. The Energy Information Administration said this all this week, so you can check this out. This out of Reuters. And, you know, on top of just what people are doing to save money on gas, people are also uh, purchasing, you know, food that is less healthy for them. And it's obviously taking the toll at the supermarket. I'm sure many of you out there have been to the supermarket and have paid for whatever you buy. And the price is astronomical these days. But people, uh, <laughs> it's just crazy. Sales of spam are rising now as consumers trim food costs. <laughs> Yeah, God, Milwaukee. Love it, hate it, or laugh at it. It's least, uh, it's inexpensive at least. Sales of spam. And then, of course, we're not talking about the email spam. We're talking about that meat in the can, ham stuff. Uh, that much maligned meat are rising as consumers are turning more to lunch meats and other lower cost foods to extend their already stretched food budgets. What was once cheeky, silly, and the subject of a musical, as Monty Python mocks the meat in a can, is now back on the table as people turn to the once snubbed-nosed meat as costs rise. Analysts say food prices, as many of you listeners know, are increasing faster than they've risen since 1990 at 4% in the U.S. last year, according to the Agriculture Department. Many staples are rising even faster, with white bread up 13% last year, bacon up 7%, and peanut butter up 9%. There's no sign of... This is awful! It really is, and I do love peanut butter and pie. I know you love bacon, so uh, this is bad news for you and me. Yeah, of course. There's there's no sign of a slowdown. Food inflation is running at an annualized rate of 6.1% as of April, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And so here's another repercussion you have to think about. It's, It's bad enough in this country with disease and cancer and diabetes and the fact that most Americans, first of all, don't exercise, but more importantly and more specifically, uh, don't eat well. And it's very difficult to eat well. Just try to drive down any highway. You have McDonald's, you have McDonald's, you have McDonald's, you have Dunkin' Donuts. You might come across a Roy Rogers or something if you go real north or uh, or maybe a Big Boy or a Taco Bell. But let's, let's face it, folks, maybe even a diner is the best bet at this point. It's hard enough to eat well in this country, given how busy Americans are. Now that you that people are buying more deli meats and lunch meats and spam for god's sakes just because it's the only thing they can really afford uh what does this all come to you know they're working four days a week now uh they can't buy food that's even remotely healthy i mean it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and that's just right now that's why we ask the question that's right now what happens by november what happens by december when, you know, who knows where the price of oil is going to be per barrel? Where, who knows what the price of gas is going to be? Um, so, you know, there you go. Repercussions. Oh, no. We're all doomed. Yeah, we sure are. And repercussions are right here. And we're, you know, we're reading about it. And it's, you know, I, I try to listen back to some of our shows. I try to, you know, go back in the archives and see maybe if there's some stuff that we could use in the future. I know Ben and I make a lot of bets and, you know, we try to brag rights and that, that type of thing. But the more I listen back to our shows, I really get a chance to see the progression of what we talked about a month ago, what we talked about two weeks ago. And, yeah, it's leading to right here. And and you could see the you know, the, the graph, so to speak. At least I can see it. Maybe I'm crazy. But um, it, it, this is definitely not crazy. Jeffrey Lean wrote a great article, and I do uh, definitely recommend R-I-N-F as in frank.com, rinf.com. It's alternative news, folks, and it is, 
I'm not going to say it's fair and balanced. I mean, it's definitely something you're not going to find on Fox. But I think it's definitely worth a, a look. And I, I try to get as much information from this site as possible. I find that the writers are really good. Anywho, Iraq war may have increased energy costs by $6 trillion. Once again, this is Jeffrey Lean. The invasion of Iraq by Britain and the U.S. has trebled the price of oil, according to a leading expert, costing the world a staggering $6 trillion in higher energy prices alone. The oil economist, Damn the consequences. Thank you, George. The oil economist, Dr. Mandu Selmay, okay, I'll, I'll go with that, Selmay, who advises both the World Bank and the UN Industrial Development Organization, or UNIDO, told the Independent on Sunday that the price of oil would now be more than $40 a barrel, less than a third of the record $135 a barrel reached last week if it had not been for the Iraq war. So, you know, the idea is, yes, without this war, and, of course, Ron Paul has said this. He's been criticized for this numerous times on mainstream media. Maybe I'll cue some of those clips up. He has said that uh, if we did pull out of the war right now, that the price of oil would drop. And he even quoted, I think at the time, 70 or $80 a barrel. That's when it was around $100 a barrel. So he's been criticized for it, and people just gawk at him. Oh, you're crazy. It has nothing to do with the war. Some people actually believe that. So, moving on here, he spoke after oil prices set a new record. This is, um, once again, the guy I will, uh, Mamdu Selmay. Um, I pronounced it two different ways already, so we'll go for three. He spoke uh, after oil prices set a new record on 13 consecutive days over the past two weeks. They have now multiplied sixfold since 2002, compared with the fourfold increase of the 1973 and 1974 oil shock that ended the world's long post-war boom. Goldman Sachs predicted last week that the price could rise up to an unprecedented, here we go, $200 a barrel oil over the next year. And the world is coming to terms with the idea that the age of cheap oil has ended with far-reaching repercussions on their activities. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. I mean, no. I mean, no. <laughs> that's actually not a sound clip pie it's playing. That's actually his head. He can transmit the data from his brain into the uh, system here. <laughs> Folks, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it may be an annoying clip, but hey, that's exactly what we're all thinking right now. We are in serious trouble just on this one topic. I want to get your thoughts. What are you doing? Are we using different oils? Are we developing new engines? Animalfarmshow.com, 512-646-1984. Your phone calls and more news when we return. We shall return. Stay tuned. Stick around. Hang out with us. Hi, my name's Don Wiskin, and for over seven years I've been telling people about Cardivite. Here's Dr. John Matson, a naturopathic doctor, and his views on Cardivite. I would like to thank you, Don, for making my job so much easier, because your products just make it so simple, right? To fool around with a lot of exotic things that don't work, we can just put them on Cardivite and things start to work almost right away. I've had dozens and dozens of patients with heart problems who have corrected them, and what it's doing, there's so much garlic in there that has a yeast-killing effect, that yeast is a big problem in the gut, pushes the liver heart, it also has metal chelating effect, and most of the other herbs in there find that strengthen the arteries, they help to neutralize free radicals. Your remedy is as close to what we do in our program as you can get as far as one supplement goes. It's working on the gut, it's working on the liver, it's working on the arteries. What more can you ask for? To learn more, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit our website at heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P dot com. 
Times are tough right now, but there are a lot of different ways to get ourselves out of this mess. Providing for our own food, water, and power are a good start. As you may have heard by now, Ken Solar has been configuring alternative energy packages for over a decade. One of Ken's most popular items right now is the new solar-powered generator. For a lot less than you'd expect, this portable system can chop up nearly a third of your electric bill. Getting yourself onto solar power is one of the most liberating things you can do for yourself and your family. The solar-powered generator will run your lights, fan, electric blanket, your refrigerator, and a whole slew of household items. Visit Ken's website at kensolar.com for free downloads, free videos and how-tos, and, of course, the new solar-powered generator. Enter the GCN coupon code during your order and save an additional 10%. Get a solar-powered generator now from kensolar.com. That's kensolar.com. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. It's time to think outside the box with your host, Alex Anzuri, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Central, every Saturday, right here on We The People Radio Network. Get up, stand up. Yes. Stand up for your right. Yes. Get up, stand up. Yes. Stand up for your right. Yes. Tell us how you really feel, Pine. <laughs> to see yes. where you're going to go with that. Uh, it seems like every week, folks, we have more and more stories, articles, uh, publications, anything coming out about uh, troops and how veterans are being mistreated, uh, whether they're retired or whether they're still fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan. And this week is no different. I mean, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Once again, folks, you are listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. No Ben tonight. He is not with us tonight, but he's okay. Uh, Pius and I are here kind of just doing this uh, solo together, whatever. Pius is going to be my uh, direct co-host. I will be asking him questions about what's going on. This really doesn't... Uh, yeah, I can't read it. There's, yeah. no, there's no words on it. I understand, Pius. Not to worry, I'm here for you. Uh, I don't even know where to start. I'm going to start here because I was coming back from New York City and I had, you know, a little mobile device on the train and I read this and, you know, I just wanted to put my head through the window. Green Beret electrocuted in shower on Iraq. What? Base. Yes, it's true, Pi. It's, it's unbelievable, but it's true. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This is out of CNN. A highly decorated Green Beret, Staff Sergeant Ryan Massett, died a painful death in Iraq this year. He died not on the battlefield. He died in what should have been the, one of the safest spots in Iraq, which was a U.S. base in his bathroom. The water pump, get this, folks, and this is unbelievable. The water pump was not properly grounded, 
And when he turned on the shower, a jolt of electricity shot through his body and electrocuted him on January the 2nd. We're just hearing about this now. The next day, Cheryl Harris was informed of his death, a mother of three sons serving in Iraq. She had feared such news might come one day. As their quote, I did, I did ask exactly how Ryan, how did Ryan die? What happened to him? And uh, he had told me that Ryan was electrocuted, she said. Obviously speaking about someone on the base or someone in the uh, military. Her reaction was disbelief. She says, I, could, I truly couldn't believe he would be electrocuted in the shower. Maz, at uh, age 24, was not the first. And th this is where on the train, I'm angry and I'm sweating and, and my veins are pumping. And now my face is turning red because, you know, it's one thing for a troop to die in war. Okay. That's unfortunate, and this war is, is a damn disgrace to humanity. But this this is where it really gets crazy for me. Mazath, uh, age 24, was not the first. At least 12 U.S. troops have been electrocuted in Iraq since the start of the war in 2003, according to military and government officials. In fact, the Army issued a bulletin in 2004 warning that electrocution was, quote, growing at an alarming rate, end quote. It said five soldiers died that year by electrocution without impro with improper grounding, likely the culprit in each case. So this is this was going on. This has been going on since 2003. That that for some reason they're not grounding the electrical circuits of a of a dorm, of a bathroom, of a shower, and this has happened. This has happened before. Um, the Army Bolton detailed one soldier's death in a shower, eerily similar to Mazith's case. That said he was found lying on the shower room floor with burn marks on his body. Mazith's mother said the Army was not immediately forthcoming with details about her son at first. At one point, she said the Army told her that he had a small appliance with him in the shower on his base. You're a liar! A former palace complex near the Baghdad airport. Uh, here's a quote from her after hearing this. It just created so much doubt, and I know Ryan, I know Ryan, I know how he was trained. I know that he would not have been in the shower with a small appliance and electrocuted himself, she said. Uh, yeah, of course not. There is a video clip of this. I may or may not play it. I don't even know what to make of this. The Army refused to answer CNN's questions about the case, citing pending litigation by the Mazith family. Mazith's mother said she pressed the military for answers, eventually uncovering more details about her son's electrocution. The surging current left burn marks across his body, even singeing his hair. Um, and so, you know, I'm gonna, I hope you're kidding. No, I'm going to stop there. I mean, I, I read on. I guess you know, a bunch of his, a bunch of his uh, fellow mates there, you know, had, had broken down the door and they walked in, and one of them actually got electrocuted like on his foot because the water was still obviously alive. He, I think, he was okay from what I read, and you know, it just heartbreak. I mean, I can't. If this happens once, okay, you know, look, accidents happen. People fail to make a condition safe that's unexcusable to begin with but the fact that it's happened before and it's, it's happened again and there are numerous cases of the same idea uh the same incident happening is just it's mind-boggling and i can't put i can't figure out how to explain it uh as an american citizen i can't you know the only thing that comes to mind is wow i mean you know I don't believe that the military wants to kill their own troops. That's not what I believe. But how else could you explain not finding some funding just to ground electrical wires? Every house in America you pretty much today has grounded electricity. It's not, you know, I've, I've done electrical work. It's really not that hard. It's what the third prong is for, that whole thing. And uh, it's just, it's unfriggin' believable how this is happening. It's happened before. And uh, I hope to what God it. you think is my opinion of it? I think it was yeah, I, I really hope 
hope is a really meaningful word these days. It's a really weak word, if you ask me. But I really hope to God that I don't hear about this again. I hope that we could just make sure this never happens again. Because I can only imagine what the family of this Green Beret, Mazith, is going through. So we're going to play the Green Beret song. And we'll have a little moment of silence for this terrible story. Go ahead, Pius. Run it. Fighting soldiers from the sky. Fearless men who jump and die. Men who mean just what they say. The brave men of the Green Beret. All right, there you go. Just my heart goes out. I'm not sure if I could even have the mother or the wife or whatever on the show. I, I, I wouldn't even know what to say. I'm not a very good interviewer to begin with, but um, I, I don't know. I, I would be speechless. You know, it just breaks my heart, and it doesn't get doesn't get any better. You know, uh, here we go. Let's let's go now to the fact uh, that army suicides reported up again at 115 in 2007. The number of army suicides increased again last year amid the most violent year yet in both the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. An army official said Thursday that 115 troops committed suicide in 2007, a nearly 13 oh yet yeah, 13% increase over the previous years, which was 102. The official spoke on a condition of uh, anonymity because a full report on the deaths wasn't being released until a later Thursday. So about a quarter... Why are you telling me this? Yeah, well, it's a good question. I, I need to get this stuff out. <laughs> I just don't know what else to do. Uh, this is stuff that's not being really reported on the mainstream news. Uh, about a quarter of the de uh, deaths, excuse me, about a quarter of the deaths occurred in Iraq the 115 confirmed deaths among active duty soldiers and National Guard and reserve troops that had been activated was a lower number than previously feared. Preliminary figures released in January showed as many as 121 troops might have killed themselves, but a number of the deaths were still being investigated then and have since been uh, attributed to other causes, the official said. Now, Jeffrey Humphrey, give the man credit. He's a brilliant man. He has been saying this all along, and I would, I would be very interested to hear what he has to say about this because... He said that the numbers are false. You know, he, God knows what the real number is. 115 is, is just is way too much to begin with. 115 is 115 too many, if you ask me. But, uh, yeah, who knows? The number could be in 130, 140, or even more. I have no idea. I would have no way to estimate. Um, but, yeah, Jeffrey from Kentucky has been saying this for a long time. And, I, you know, is this going to get any better? No. It can't. There's no way this can get better if we keep in this war. Um I can only imagine, I can only imagine the horror, again, from the family, from the friends, from the loved ones, if, if I had uh, the unfortunate uh, you know, experience, uh, you know, to, to know that my brother or my best friend, you know, didn't die in war for as a hero would, but actually killed himself, and, because, you know, who knows what's going on over there, and it's getting so poor, and Jeffrey, one other thing Jeffrey was saying was, the whole troop surge is not necessarily new troops that are just volunteering and going to war, but it's actually people who are being sort of recycled into the mix, people who have served their terms and are put, being put right back in the beginning of the line. So he has confirmed that. And finally, uh, and the mother, one more, just absolutely, you know, we've gone from the, the, the present to the past sort of, and now we're going back to the present, but we're going to veterans in this case, veterans for peace, booted from National Memorial Day Parade, and this is just the icing and the cherry on the cake, whatever you want to call it. This just, I mean, if you can't vomit after reading this, if you don't feel violently 
you know, sick like I do after reading this, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, Matthew Rothschild, once again, out of RINF.com, there is one group of veterans that isn't allowed to march in the National Memorial Day Parade in Washington on Monday. Obviously, this, this came out today, but this is just unbelievable. That's the Veterans for Peace, Delwyn Anderson Memorial Chapter, based in D.C. It's named after a World War II vet who fought in Italy and then worked for the VA for many years designing programs for injured veterans. The group had applied to join the National Memorial Day Parade, and initially, anyway, it was accepted. But then, late last month, a group, the group themselves were told that it didn't meet the criteria to participate. What? This is sick. The American Veterans Center, which runs the parade, told them, quote, we cannot have elements in the parade that have any type of political message or wish to promote a point of view. I'll oh, read it. Crap. I'll read it completely. With the rest of it when we get back. Are you bleeping, bleeping, bleep, 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 kidding me, folks? We shall return. I want to get your thoughts on this. Right back. Get your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Everyone knows how the 9-11 disaster touched them directly. On May 11, 2008, every American citizen will face a national identity crisis, implementing the Real ID Act of 2005. This is your 5-11. Imagine as soon as 2009 being barred from entering a postal office or other federal buildings if you don't have your passport or a Real ID. This multi-billion dollar implementation stands to double the cost of your local IDs. It may not stop there. This federal mandate may take from other social program funding, like education, public arts, and other state programs. Department of Homeland Security contractors have permission to vendor license information for profit. What will you have? They promise freedom through security. If a hacker can steal your ID from the federal databases, are you really safe? The 511 campaign is here to support you and your state legislators in a move to block the progress of this unconstitutional act. Please add your voice and actions to stop Real ID in its tracks. For more information on 511 and Real ID, please visit beatthechip.org. Please join us for the next committee meeting Sunday, June 1st from 3 to 4.15 p.m. at Brave New Books in Austin, Texas. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts, survivalists. The Army Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard to find objects like real wool blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E Military.com. With free shipping on orders over $100. Not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kits for just $2.99 a piece, or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only 25 Want to add brand new Israeli gas masks to your collection? Kids and adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks or a military fuel can for only $16. And a siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. Their website is adding wholesale items all the time, like Uzi mag pouches. Get a dozen for just $36 or Swiss rain ponchos, now for only $42 a dozen. And survival saws are just $60 a dozen. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building 
building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. All right, I've just been told that we've been getting plenty of emails. And, folks, I don't check my email during the show, just so you understand that i think ben does when he is here he's not here tonight um everything's okay though but i was informed by Pyatt, who i think also checks his mail now during the show that ray has sent us an interesting story about vaccines or about uh well i'll read the headline here insane new york bill makes all federal vaccines mandatory i'm going to look this up during no. maybe one of the breaks i really want to get the full story to you and not uh you know, I have nothing. I have no idea what, what's really going on, but I'll get the story up and we'll talk about it. We're on the subject right now of veterans and military folk who are just being absolutely pawned and abused and destroyed in many cases for absolutely no reason. We talked about troops in their own showers getting electrocuted, not just one, but many stories over the years since 2002. We talked about um, veterans for peace being booted from the National Memorial Day Parade. Um, and I'll read maybe the rest of this, this story here. Uh, and then we also talked about Army suicides reported up again uh, at 115 at least, which is the official number. So, you know, tack on however much uh, more percent that you want there. Pyatt made a good point. He goes, you know, between Halliburton poisoning the troops by not filtering their water and these sons of bitches not making sure that the electrical wires are grounded in their own showers, these troops, unfortunately, are sometimes safer in the battlefield. And I don't know if that's necessarily that's a fact. true. Yeah, I mean, that's a fact. it's just the idea that, you know, I can't, we can't believe, can't fathom this is going on. I can't believe this. You know, you actually make the commitment, you make the, the sacrifice, and you die as a result of some hunk of you-know-what corporation that just wanted to skimp and not, you know, uh, ground an electrical wire. So you died because of that. Um there's no justice anymore in the, in these cases. There is no justice. There's no way. I mean, these people are dead now. These troops are dead. Not even in, in combat. Uh, as a result of basically business, and some, and you could even argue fascism. And we'll get on that topic. And you know, folks. I mean, uh, this is the subject that if if you listen to the show, you know that this just gets me crazy. I, I really, I, I get to the point where I want to tear all my hair out, and I have a lot of hair to tear out about the veteran issue, the fact that we are not giving our veterans health care, the fact that we're not giving our veterans the education uh, that we were that were promised to them, the four-year of college education that were promised to them when they come back, if they come back, the mental disorders, the physical disorders, not to mention the depleted uranium that we're spreading over there. It's not conspiracy theory anymore. You know, I'm just so sick and tired of everybody's labeled a conspiracy theorist, and you know, the, the proof is in the pudding. It's all over the place now. It's not even like 2005 where you really had to dig deep. Since then, so many radio shows, so many uh, new alternative media and news outlets have, have stemmed, and uh, we're hearing so much more about these unfortunate issues, and I mean, for that, I'm glad. Uh, let me just finish up the this article here. sick to my stomach. I am, yeah. I am, too. And, and you know, Jesse Ventura, and we're, we're hopefully uh, 
one of our leaders here doing great jobs these days, as always. Veterans for Peace here booted from National Memorial Day Parade. So the, the long story, the skinny here, is that they were approved to participate, but uh, last month the group was told that it didn't meet the criteria to participate, even though they're veterans. <laughs> the American Veterans Center, which runs the parade, told them, and they, I'll read this again. This is what the Veterans Center told them, quote, We cannot have elements in the parade that have any type of political message or wish to promote a point of view. Now, if that is an ultimate hypocrisy, yeah. ultimate hypocrisy in every single way, I don't even know what hypocrisy is if that's not hypocrisy. The fact that these people went to war, the Vietnam War, the, the World War II vets, the Korean War, and any war since then, they all went to war mostly under false pretenses, but more importantly, according to this article, for political reasons. Because we were told something, because we had a foreign enemy that we had to fight or destroy. B.S., we all know it. But these people, since they know what's going on, since they have a standpoint, even though they did fight bravely and they survived, they can't participate in the Memorial Day friggin' parade? Oh, my goodness. What the hell is going on around here? Yeah. I want oh, to, who are you people? Yeah, I want to lodge a complaint, too. Uh, but other groups like the American... I want to lodge a complaint. Thank you. Uh, other groups like the American Legion will, will be participating in the parade. Its creed is to defend God and country and to foster the, and perpetuate the 100% Americanism. 100% Americanism. So, more hypocrisy right there. Defending God and country, this is exactly what free speech is doing in this case. Uh, even if it's a message that I don't agree with, I would still feel the same way. Again, I don't... Uh, agree with the Nazi party, but they should have a right to march on the street and to promote their views. It's just freedom of speech. So uh, that's where I think people get crossed up so often. So that's just kind of the, the skinny, you know, if you will, today's news, yesterday's news, this week's news about how our veterans, our military folk are not only getting the shaft, but in many cases losing their lives for reasons that are so horrific and so unbelievable that... Uh, you know, it, it, it just, it's got to boggle your mind. I mean, this is the kind of stuff, you know, if you don't want, if you have people out there that don't want to listen to who, who think you're crazy, these are the kind of articles I think you should be sending them. You know, because this is, it, it, almost everybody in this country somehow says, oh, yes, I support the troops. Uh, you know, we don't support the war, but if you show them these articles and say, okay, you can buy your little yellow magnet sticker from Mobile, Exxon, gas station, whatever places, and you could put them on your car, okay? And you could have your Bush Cheney sticker, even though it should be, outlawed frankly not i'm just kidding but um but at the same time you're not you're not actually finding out what's really happening to the troops you know you're just saying support the troops is just not enough at least acknowledge what they're really going through yeah and that's basically the case here folks so once again i want to get your thoughts on this 512-646-1984 we shall return you're listening to the animal farm radio show on we the people radio network we are here today doesn't just start and stop with the troops. It continues here at home. 
God, I love freedom. And you bet your ass it's going on. You bet your ass that Michael Chertoff has been a busy man in the last two years. Now, Homeland Security Secretary is proposing the Manhattan Project. What an interesting name to use for this particular case. And I'll read a little bit about this. Risks, risks from cyber attacks are increasing, and the consequences are so great that the country needs a Manhattan Project, in quotes, Bullcrap. for network security. Michael Chertoff, Secretary of the U.S. Department of Homeland Security, said in a keynote on Tuesday at the RSA 2008 convention here, he says, we need a game changer with how we deal with attacks. In January, the president signed a Homeland Security Directive for a national cybersecurity initiative, almost like a Manhattan Project. I don't know if this guy really knows what the Manhattan Project was about, but uh, it's, I don't know. I can't figure out what the story with, with Chertoff is. He sounds like an idiot, but uh, I have a feeling he knows a lot of what's really going on. But anywho, cyber, th yeah, cyber threats have, in, he also says, cyber threats have enabled terrorists and criminals. I love when they put those two in the same category, but cyber threats have enabled terrorists and criminals to do the kind of damage they would never be able to contemplate doing in the real world. Bullshit! Um... Article goes on here. For example, a botnet denial of service attack shut down the Estonian government last year for about two weeks, according to Chertoff. He says it went beyond simple mischief and represented an actual threat to government to govern its country. So, you know, a lot of times when we read these types of stories, articles about how the Internet is a dangerous place for the government and how they have yeah, to... You Internet! Yes, and how they hold, they have to, you know, they have to figure out what's going on. They have to obviously listen to my phone calls, and they have to obviously breach the entire internet and listen to everything that's going on all the time. It's always about some kind of like, oh, the army, you know, website got hacked into or something. You know, they, this could damage our military or endanger our military, and you know that could that could be internet. a yeah, that's a legitimate concern, given granted. But uh, it's all about how they mask these issues. It's all about how they mask what their real plan is and what their real intention. And it seems as though they're just trying to make it more of a surveillance society. And it doesn't just start and stop with this article, folks. We have plenty to talk about tonight, and we will. But uh, I do want to kind of read on a little bit here. Um, the government needs the best and brightest from Silicon Valley and elsewhere in the private sector to work on creating an advanced warning system to prevent such cyber attacks. Here's another quote. We face a serious challenge, and it's only likely to grow more serious as time passes, Chertoff said. We're operating in a domain in which traditional military power, oh boy, don't, I'm not doing the voice, or the power of the government is insufficient to address the full nature of the threat. A command and control response will simply not be adequate. We need a network response to deal with a network attack. Oh, but you got it out of me. What can I say? Uh, um, there is, you know, there is good news. There's two pieces of good news I'll get to, but there's one more out of this that, you know, we, we want to talk about. I'm actually monitoring CNN. A lot of breaking news coming up. Nothing really of super interest. Um, but we talked last, or last show, uh, Tuesday, about how some establishments, some stores... Uh, you know, we're talking the big stores here, the Targets, the Walmarts of the world, or just even any shops, they're tracking customers via your mobile phone. Now, you know, we're, not, we're getting a little bit off of the government side of the Big Brother nanny state thing here, and we're talking more about the stores. Now, keep in mind, folks, you know, I'm, I'm not one of your average conspiracy persons. I, mean, I don't think it's a bad word. I think, hey, listen, I think you should always keep government in check. Uh, we have a break coming up, and I'll, I'll talk about this, how shops are tracking, but I want to give you this information. I'm just trying to put it out there, just to try to put the pieces of the puzzle together. That's kind of the reason why I mention this stuff, and then I also put my crazy uh, opinions in the mix. So <laughs> We'll talk about this when we get back. Shortest break of the night, folks. Animalfarmshow.com is the website. So glad you can join us. Definitely pick up the phone and give us a call and keep us company. Pyeth and Tony, no Ben, but uh, that'll change next Tuesday. We shall return.
I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. The Bill of Rights protects every American's God-given right to keep and bear arms. Now that right is being seriously undermined as legally registered rifles are being confiscated in some parts of our country. If we're not careful, we may find ourselves with no right to own guns. And that's where Gun Owners of America comes in. Gun Owners of America is in Washington every day fighting for you to keep that right. Congressman Ron Paul has called GOA the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington. You need to be part of this great grassroots group of activists who are keeping the heat on their members of Congress. Find out right now how you can join. Call 888-886-GUNS and get started receiving their fact-filled newsletters and action alerts. Call 888-886-GUNS or go to their webpage at gunowners.org and help make your voice heard in Washington. Make that call right now and call Gun Owners of America at 888-886-GUNS. Remember, it's not just about gun control, it's about control. You people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off. talking about Big Brother, and we're talking about how we're living in this nanny state, uh, really reflecting the UK and what's going on over there, in many cases, uh, very equal, very same situation type stuff. First of all, I want to correct myself, Dan, the, the great Dan, I'm going to call him the great Dan from now on, <laughs> he sent us the article regarding the vaccines, which I do have in front of me, and I will read off of, Rent, no, it's, my, it's my fault, not really yours, uh, off of rents.com, but first I want to kind of continue this idea that, you know, no matter if you like it or if you hate it, if you think it's fair, if you think it's just, if you think it's American or not, the idea that we are going into a really technological period in our history here. And with the advancement of technology, you know, we see a lot of surveilling going on. We see a lot of tracking. Uh, and look, you, and I'll defend it, for example, just so you can see you know, I'm somewhat fair here. Uh, you know, if I'm a company and if I have a store and it's, it's visited by millions of people every year, uh, you know, if I could find out information about where this person is shopping, what they like, what their interests are, obviously my marketing team is going to be more successful in finding out what to pitch them on. Um, it gets me crazy. I'm so sick of advertisements just to begin with. Everywhere you look now, everything's a friggin' advertisement. So that's my own personal uh, issue that I'll have to deal with someday. But uh, as you as you kind of keep track of what's going on here, you realize that not only stores but big industry they're getting very smart and not only is the technology getting really advanced and they're able to do more with just the technology but just what the you know what they're inventing now and the and the means of uh, and the you know the path that they're taking to try to figure out what you as a consumer would be most likely to buy and this kind of gave way i think we talked about this near the end of the show tuesday and i want to kind of touch upon it again because it really comes all down to the big brother situation here folks shops are now tracking customers via their mobile phones so it works in, yeah, that's right signals given off by phones allow shopping centers to monitor how long people stay and which stores they visit plenty of stuff on this out there 
This one comes out of the technology.timesonline.co.uk. Customers and shopping centers are having their every move tracked by a new type of surveillance that listens in on the whisperings of their mobile phones so to speak here, the technology can tell when people are entering a shopping center, what stores they visit, how long they remain there, and what route they take as they walked around. The device cannot access personal details about a person's identity or contacts, but privacy campaigners express concern about potential intrusion should the data fall into the wrong hands. See, right there, I think, you know, I, I, I'm shaking my head. First of all, the I, people who care about the privacy... They just want privacy. They don't care. You know, the, the one thing is, the biggest problem is not that some, it's going to fall into the wrong hands and your identity is going to be stolen. Yes, that's a huge problem in this country. But just in general, uh, you know, and they started off with the, the access to personal details about a person's identity or context. Fine, that is one of the threats and issues that we deal with just from a, just from a general you know, standpoint on privacy. But m- at least myself and m- many people that I know and that I talk with and m- probably many of you out there, the fact of the matter is we don't want to be tracked, period. Never mind the, the consequence, never mind the, the reason. It's just that we don't want to be tracked. Um, and they don't have a right to track us, frankly, so there you go. But the surveillance mechanism works by monitoring the signals produced by mobile handsets and then locating the phone by triangulation, measuring the phone's distance from three receivers. It has already been installed in two shopping centers, including Gun Wharf Quays in Portsmouth and three more centers. It will begin uh, next month. Times Online has learned this. And I think I actually read about this in San Francisco. Uh, I think this is actually in some areas of San Francisco this is being implemented. I have to find that because this one obviously is dealing with UK. I'll actually do a quick search and check that out. But, um, you know, there you go, folks. So the more, you know, I, I think I even heard of a reality eventually where if you're walking through New York City and, uh, you know, you, you come across some kind of area and they recognize that you do this, you do that, you buy certain things, eventually we're going to have hologram, uh, holographic images of, like, celebrities selling us stuff. Oh, hey, Jim, you might want to get that retirement plan one day. Hey, you know. So it, it's, it's going to get ridiculous, and it's just going to get more and more and more. I am Locutus. Yes, you are. And CNBC, and I'll, I'll get to that. Maybe play that clip now or after the next break. But CNBC just came out with a, I guess it's a documentary. I have to look into it more. I just learned about it today. It's called Big Brother, Big Business. And i got to tell you, folks, I, I, I will play the introduction of the documentary here. But it looks fantastic, and it looks like it's a real eye-opening uh, look. You know, I guess for the average person, most of the stuff we know, really. God, we've been talking about this for five, six, seven, maybe more years in many cases. But this is uh, this is powerful, and I think this may be another good tool to pass on to folks and try to give folks the the, the skinny, if you will, on what's going on with this big brother nanny state. And uh, it looks as though it covers everything from RFID to what we just talked about, shops tracking you, uh, and, and then it goes on to employment, uh, you know, employers actually tracking their employees, everything. And, of course, the government's role in this whole situation. So I will get to that later, and I'll give you some links. But I do want to talk about this. So Dan sent us this uh, insane New York bill makes all federal vaccines mandatory. Excuse me? You're excused. Act now to stop the worst vaccine law ever proposed in New York since the invention of the mandatory schedule. Assembly Bill 10942 would make all vaccines recommended by the CDC mandatory for all children to attend school and... And for the first time, vaccines would become mandatory for infants and toddlers. Now, folks, stop right there. Stop right there. I really suggest, and I'm not going to get into the vaccine stuff tonight because it's just a a huge issue. But I really suggest that folks check out the Larry King interview with um, Jenny McCarthy. Obviously, she's been a big proponent. She has an autistic son. 
not just because she's very good in it and she's very stringent and she she says a lot of interesting things and hey baby yeah that's right she sheds a lot of light on the subject but the thing that really makes me uh, that hit me hard was that there was this kind of round table with her and another doctor that stood by her and kind of agreed with her and these two other doctors who just come in and just try to dismiss that there's even mercury in the vaccines with our marisol and it's just the whole demeanor that, you know, this is just not, it's just a bunk argument. It doesn't have any credence whatsoever, any credibility. And we also have other clips that we played during the National Vaccine or National uh, Autistic Day where some doctors were saying that the, the, the thimerosal is out of vaccines, which is A, false. And B, since, since it's been taken out, the autism numbers are still high, despite the fact that thimerosal was taken out. Now, granted, even if it was taken out, it could only have been taken out a year, maybe two years ago. So the numbers from then on could only be two years of data, which, of course, you need at least 10 to 15, because that's what we're going off of right now. So any, any, anyhow, so the first, uh, I'm losing it here, the first uh, paragraph here just kills me, because now, you know, and we and try to talk about conspiracy, that, oh, they want to keep us sick, they want us with these vaccines, they want to keep you dumb, they want to keep you down. Now you have to think about conspiracy because of this article. It says they would become mandatory for all infants and toddlers, even though we have a huge epidemic on our hands that could potentially be caused by the vaccines or by the thimerosal. So I'll go on. The bill was introduced in Rules Committee at the request of Richard Daines, the commissioner of the New York State Department of Health. The Rules Committee is the personal committee of the Assembly Speaker Sheldon Silver, Democrat of Manhattan. A. Champ, that's all bold letters, uh, A. Dash Champ, is calling for rejection of this bill and is demanding the passage of A5468-S3031, hope you got that, a bill that would give individuals a right to philosophical exemption from vaccines and mandates. And that, that's the other thing, too, and I'll stop. But some families, some parents, one of the only salvation uh, things, the only salvatory things they can do, one of the only excuses that they can have for not getting their kids vaccinated is they could say religious purposes, that type of thing, or they could maybe get like a bunk doctor's note, that that whole situation. The fact that parents even have to do this is nuts. Um, and, and again, the, the other idea here is that most folks who are fighting this fight with the vaccines, they're not against vaccines, they're against what's in the vaccines. And they're also against the consistency and the amount of shots that are given to these kids at such early ages, like something like, you know, 30 shots or 13 in one day. And once again, if you check that Jenny McCarthy clip, you'll find out that there's just the schedule of these vaccines has increased and so has the rate of autism. So, I mean, folks, I don't know. I don't know about you. I'm convinced. I think there's absolutely a correlation. I think scientifically you can correlate based on numbers and, and schedule. But, yes. um, you know, so the the other thing is, if nothing else, they want to try to keep the idea that you don't you don't have to vaccinate your child. Uh, you know, at least keep that open. And that is a five four six eight slash s three zero three one. There, uh, this is no time to transfer vaccine decisions away from individuals and elected officials answerable to the voters and give it to obscure bureaucrats with financial ties to the vaccine industry. And there you go again. Here's the other issue, and I don't know when you constitute a conspiracy. I don't know when you can say one or one or more persons you know, gathering together to try to come up with a, a certain uh, goal against another party. But, you know, we talk about the 151 congressmen who derive financial profit directly from the war. Well, yeah, now you have Big Pharma. It's the same fact that you'd get anywhere else. It's big pharma, and it's huge business. I mean, big isn't even the word anymore. Huge pharma is the word, and it's huge business, and it's billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. I've actually done work for pharmaceutical industry, uh, you know, and I don't like to say any of them are bad, 
did. But you have to look. You have to look at the idea that there is, you know, there's just a financial profit, which is a number one, and look at what it's doing to people. And it's not just vaccines. Obviously, we talk about medicine. Um, and there was, we did get an email. I'll try to gather it later on about how there was a great interview Catherine Albrecht had on a guest, and I'll try to fish out that information. And uh, it was about the FDA and, and all what we're talking about right now. So I'll read a couple of the features of this proposed bill. Uh, and this could be, this sounds like it's true. We don't know. Uh, I, again, folks, don't listen to me. Who cares what I think? Never listen to what I say, please. Uh, I don't really know all that much. I'm just trying to give the information to you because I, I really feel that you are the people who are going to get it out to everybody else. And we have to start getting information out. So just, just a little disclaimer there. Uh, here's a few features of the proposed bill. One, our elected New York representatives would no longer determine the mandatory schedule of vaccines to attend school. Decisions made by the Federal Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices would automatically become mandatory. There's another ABC organization we don't need, FAC. I would probably want to rename that. All children, this is number two, all children, infants, and toddlers included in New York would be required to get all vaccines recommended by the ACIP according to the ACIP schedule. And, no. you know, the thing in my brain that's ringing right now is we have an epidemic. We have people, and, and to be fair, we have an epidemic, it's true. We have people that are accusing the vaccines, thimerosal in this case, the preservative, active in the vaccines, of the correlation between autism and the rise of autism. And yet now there's legislation, without even solving the problem, without even finding a solution, or at least uncovering what the hell is going on, without any further, further progress, other than having a National Autism Awareness Day, now there's legislation to make it mandatory, this screams about fascism. This screams conspiracy. I don't care what you say. This, to me, is just more government nonsense. And the idea that maybe we're getting smart, maybe there's a lot of legislation, maybe there's people really rising up against this autism epidemic, and now all of a sudden they've got to protect their assets, and now they're making it mandatory. I can't figure this out other than that. Uh, that's all I got. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. Sure. All children in New York up to age 18 would be, would be required to get an annual flu shot. I, folks, my grandmother is. Oh, crap. She's very healthy. She's she's still kicking and she works and she's one of the greatest persons in the world. And I, you know, there was some talk one year and she she'll never get the vaccine. She'll never get the flu vaccine. She got it when she was uh, younger, when she was just married and she was sick as a dog. And that's of course what it does. But since then, you know, she'll she'll never take it. My mother, I think, was talking about it once, about possibly getting it. And I, you know, I threw you know threw my fork and knife down. I was eating dinner. I was like, listen to me very carefully. You're not getting the flu shot. Um, no way. So many issues with that, and of course, thimerosal's in there too. And I, I think it probably would, would be more hurtful for an infant to get it. But even still, there's no reason to inject the second most dangerous, you know, entity chemical uh, thing on the periodic table <laughs> element. Thank you um, into your body ever. I don't care what it is. Uh, so take care of your body, folks, and you won't get the flu. All girls. That is in a scientific fact. I got to keep on going here because this is getting very sick and somehow entertaining. All girls in New York would be required to get the human papilloma, uh, papilloma virus shot. Papilloma virus. I, I've heard it pronounced different ways. Uh, HPV. We all know about this. We've heard about HPV over the years. They're required to get this shot. And there's just as much controversy, uh, you know, given the smaller amounts of uh, you know, footage or at least stories about it. There's just as much controversy about the HPV shot. Girls getting sick, this whole thing. And finally, I'll, I'll read you one more. Once again, folks, rents.com. Um, all junior high school children and college students would be required to get 
meningococcal shots. I won't try that one again. I guess to obviously prevent against meningitis. So, you know, you can do this. You can try to pronounce it yourself. Rents.com, and it's just insane New York bill makes all federal vaccines mandatory. You bet your ass, folks, that we're going to keep on this, and we need to follow up on this and figure out uh, if it's going to get passed. I hope to God it doesn't. If it does, you can bet your bottom that I won't be raising children in this state ever. Because uh, there's nobody, no government, nobody's going to tell me what I have to do with my child. They can come to my door and they can fight me, and then that's that's about where I stop. Uh, and, and just to, just try to light the load here. I mean, it's been bad news. It's just been craziness, and I'm sweating, of course. But I do have a little bit of good news, and this is this is the big brother that I guess in some cases can help. This is a report where DNA has now cleared a Chicago rape suspect after more than 12 years in prison. So, you know, I do respect the law. Okay, folks, after serving, yay, after serving more than 12 years in prison, DNA testing has exonerated a Chicago man of rape conviction. Dean Cage, age 41, was convicted and sentenced to 40 years for allegedly assaulting a 15-year-old girl in 1994, despite claims that he was home at the time of the attack. So, uh, better get a better lawyer next time. I don't think so, sucker. That's right. Cage was linked to the rape and arrested when the victim identified him as her assailant. And DNA testing was not available at the time of this trial. The Chicago Sun-Times reported Cage also claimed that the victim contracted venereal diseases from her attacker and that he had none. So interesting how this even happened. Even without DNA testing, how could she have contracted that? But, hey, listen, this is at least I some good news. I have no idea. Yeah, well, 12 years of his life is done because of, you know, a flaw in the system. And, yes, I am absolutely for DNA testing. If you're if you're convicted of a crime, uh, yeah, you know, is it not appropriate then? Folks, let us know. 512-646-1984, animalfarmshow.com. Once again, you can also, uh, Instant Message is not around tonight, but uh, once again, I want to remind you of the forums, folks. If you have something to say, if you want to post something, anything, even if you think I'm crazy and I'm stupid, please post it. Let me know. Uh, you can also go to, yes, AnimalFarmShow.com, forums button, top right. When we come back, we have a report about high-tech underwear that can now check your blood pressure. So I know you don't want to miss that. Stay tuned. Greetings, I am Dr. Buell Von Scheich with the White Paper Chronicles. Mr. Steve Shank with this fearless radio program is correct when he says the solution to our difficult times is to store food and get healthy. My comrades and I of the media don't want you to panic. We, unlike fearless radio, try not to tell you about the food control legislation. Hurricane Katrina, the American famine, families unable to buy food. If we told you the solution to all these problems is food, you'd panic and run out and buy a food before it disappeared, or you couldn't afford it. You'd completely mess up the perfect strategy for population control, and they'd kick us out of the Survivors Club. You are a sissy chicken if you call JMSEFoodsDirect.com and order food. This is Steve. Call 800-409-5633 on the web, eFoodsDirect.com. 800-409-5633. You'll be considered a little bit crazy, but there's no such thing as a little bit dead. Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, sips, 
parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts. Survivalist. The Army Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard-to-find objects like real-world blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-M-E Military.com. With free shipping on orders over $100, not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kits for just $2.99 a piece or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. Want to add brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids and adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks, or a military fuel can for only $16. And a siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. Their website is adding wholesale items all the time, like Uzi mag pouches. Get a dozen for just $36, or Swiss rain ponchos, now for only $42 a dozen. And survival saws are just $60 a dozen. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com. Remember, remember the 5th of November. I'm Ron Paul, and you're listening to We the People Radio Network. Welcome back to the Animal Farm Radio Show, folks. Hello. Hello. We're the People Hello. Radio Network. Hello. How are you? Uh, plenty of things still yet to talk about. We've talked about some Big Brother elements. We've talked about the veterans, the military getting mistreated again. and, and some Good things. grief. Yes, the homicidal government that we unfortunately have to endure and change as soon as humanly possible before it is too late. We go to the phones. Ray in Pennsylvania. Ray, what's up, buddy? How are you doing tonight? Uh, right, you know, I guess I guess I'm doing all right. I, I can't complain. I'm I'm doing pretty well, but I'm just very upset about what we're talking about. Well, I just want to be sure that you're not wearing that underwear that um, you know can take <laughs> your blood pressure because it sounds like your blood pressure is pretty up there. Say well, Ray, if I was wearing that underwear right now, I'd have a lot of problems because my blood pressure right now is, <laughs> is pretty high. But uh, yeah, this, this is uh, I'll I'll definitely talk about. It. Have you heard about this? Did you did you read this article yet or no? No, I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't. You want to talk about it or? Uh, I'll talk about it after we get off the phone. It's, it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. I just try to put a couple of things in the news here, Ray, that you know, light to lighten the load, if you will. Try to put some interesting stories. I have a couple of other good news pieces, so we'll get to those. But what's on your mind? Yeah, there's just just a heavy heavy load that you have. I no pun intended about the underwear and about the load, but hey, well, listen, <laughs> that's a different show. <laughs> listen, it's this it's this veteran. <laughs> oh, hey, you know you're gonna get that from Pi. It's right. Come on. Of course. <laughs> veterans for oh, peace. Boy. Um, and that's it. We're off to the races. Yet? Go to a break. Go to a break. It's okay. Okay, Ray. It's Hi, all yours. Done okay. yet? Did you finish? <laughs> Good. Yeah, I, think, anyway. I think he finished. He wiped. Excellent. Excellent. It's this veterans for peace thing that really, mm. really bothers me. 
because yeah. here we have these guys put their lives on the line. Mm -hmm. It's bad enough that some of these guys, when they come back, that their their minds may be a little bit skewed, and maybe their right to bear arms is going to be taken away from them. Sure. So, so he, so here we have their Second Amendment rights being taken away. Then you have some people coming back to the United States after they, or well, I shouldn't say United States, after they come home. They come back, they want to be in a parade, so their First Amendment right is being taken away from them. The right the to resemble yeah, is being taken away the from fact, them, the right to speak. The fact that, yeah, the, right. What kills me in the beginning is that they have to, like, apply to be in this in this parade. And I'm sorry to cut you off there, but just the idea that you're a veteran and your your group has to somehow apply to get in, I guess, you know, there's got to be some organizational skill here. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable, you know, however you feel, no matter what you feel about our government, about our situation with this war, you are a veteran. You should have the utmost right to do anything you want on Memorial right. Day, especially march in a parade. So go ahead. That's right. You know, they deserve the right to be heard, even if their opinion could be wrong, even if it's unpopular. They have the right to be heard. They put their life on the line. They went, you know, they, um, what, depleted uranium and everything, you know, they mm -hmm. expose themselves to all that stuff, and they can't come back to the United States and have their voice be heard? That's nonsense. Well, you know, with, with the... Yes. What the government's trying to tell us, and I, I'll, I'll place the blame on the government themselves, because that I think that's ultimately the problem. The government's trying to teach us as a population, and you know, I guess the average lemmy doesn't even know about this. But you know, what is this? What's the message here? The message is: if you're a veteran, you make the ultimate sacrifice. Go to war to fight for your country, no matter what the cause. If you think it's right or wrong, never mind that. If you do that and return home in one piece, not dead, then you can be accepted in this country if you think. War is right. Yeah. And meanwhile, the sad thing is these veterans, they didn't even, they didn't fight under George Bush, you know? These veterans, these are World War II veterans, Korean War veterans, maybe Vietnam veterans. They didn't even have anything to do with this war, but they have a voice. So, so they're trying to teach us as a population on the media and, and on TV that these veterans are not allowed because they don't agree with George Bush's war, even though they fought a war in a different time. I mean, it's so friggin' absurd. It's so unbelievably sick. That I guess maybe maybe they can get away with it because it's so sick. I cannot figure it out, Ray. And you know the other thing is, at what point do uh, mass protests happen? You know what? When is the breaking point? Is there a breaking point? The breaking point when the veterans start speaking up, and I really do mean that. You know, you start taking away the weapons from the veterans. You start taking away their speech. You're going to have insurrection on your hands. I would suggest to the government that they allow these people. To express their opinions because you get a lot of people pissed off excuse me but it, it's and then there's no turning back there shouldn't be blood in the street and this is what this is what's going to contribute to blood being in the street I really mean that we don't need a civil war we need a peaceful type of a revolution you know a Ron Paul revolution if you will to get back to these principles of free speech free assembly you know God yeah well it's listen so, right it's so basic it's uh, it's so unbelievable, and, and you know, if, you, if you have to if you have to gauge the situation that our country's in, you have to at least assume or at least admit that America is in a very dark place right now. When veterans from one of their wars is unable to attend the Memorial Day parade and speak their minds, you're talking about. I don't understand, you know, if this isn't treason, and it's one thing for to not let them speak, but we talked about how they're not securing the 
the establishments that they're fighting, you know, the barracks are, are unsafe. They're not securing them. They're not letting the water be filtered correctly. All these private contractors are just doing horrible jobs, and nothing's being done about it, so they're letting our troops die in the showers. You know, it's every, everywhere you look, it's like a 360-degree ass-raping, to, to really, for lack of a better term, I'm sorry. But I don't know what else, I don't know how else to call it right. I'm a very, I, can, I have a pretty bad mouth when it comes to stuff like this, and I try to control but myself, but is, this is a raping. What really bothers me is the fact that we, we celebrate or we commemorate Memorial Day when yeah. people died for the Constitution, okay? Not so much for the flag or whatever like that, for the, for the Constitution, for the right for people to say what they want, to assemble as they want, to, to have a redress of government and all, all everything. And when you go to these cemeteries, you know, these military cemeteries, like we have one down to Fort Indian Town Gap, you know, near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Right. You, know, and you see all these crosses, and you go to Arlington Cemetery, and you see all these crosses, and you say to yourself, why did these people die? Right. Why? You know, every person, whether they're, whether they're a census taker or a policeman or the zoning officer or whoever it is, all the way up to the President of the United States, they put their hand on the Bible and they say, I was, I swear to defend the Constitution and uphold the Constitution of the United States. Everyone yep. is one of these people. So these guys, these guys that put their lives on the line, they died. Why did they die? Did they die in vain? I'm not trying to make people mad, but you know, like, think about it, people. You have to, if you're not mad, if you're an American citizen right now and you're not mad about anything, you are not paying attention, period. And I think you bring up a great point. Think of the irony. We have politicians who put their hand on the book and swear to uphold the Constitution. They break that oath because of fascism and because of big business, and they don't get held responsible for it. And yet we have veterans who do the same thing. They, they swear to uphold and protect the United States of America. They do so successfully. They're alive, and they're not able to exercise their First Amendment. That's right. This In this country, and I, I tell you, I, I was going to see if, if we had some time. I want to play that Boston legal clip. We played it way back in the day when we were on Revere Radio Network. Uh, it's that long Boston legal clip. Alan Shore is the character, and you think he's played by James Spader. He's the, the one of the lawyers in this First Amendment case about it. It's like a protest, not paying taxes. I'm going to play it after the next break. It's pretty long, but I do want to play it because it just it gets me a little crazy. But it also is very inspirational. I think it puts things in perspective, at least in that case. But, uh, Ray, I mean, anything else in your mind? I mean, you hit it on the head, buddy. No, we just want to honor the people that died in, who died in defense of the Constitution. And how do, we, how do we honor them is by honoring the Constitution. Let these people be in these parades. Let everybody yeah. say what's on their mind, and let's deal with the aftermath afterwards. It doesn't matter what your, if your opinion is unpopular. Everybody gets to speak their mind in this country. And when you start muzzling people... If you're gonna, it's going to start building up, and then there's going to be blood in the streets. So please, yeah. no, they're right, listening. Listen. They're, you know. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more with what you're saying, and I unfortunately, and thanks for the call, right? Unfortunately, the only the only thing I see coming is bloodshed in the streets because I don't think people can take this much more, especially veterans in this case. I mean, not letting not letting veterans participate in Memorial Day is like not letting your mother come out of her room on Mother's Day. I mean, how else can I correlate this? How, what kind of you know what kind of nonsense is this in this country? So yeah, unfortunately, someone's going to do something really stupid, and we're going to have riots. But folks, I'm going to play that Boston legal clip when we come back from the break, and. I want you to uh, enjoy it, and then we'll talk about it when we get back. AnimalFarmShow.com. Thanks for the call, Ray.
Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy has been the global supplier of the finest natural medicines. We specialize in keeping you alive and healthy. We provide outstanding products like ECX, colonial silver, olive leaf extract, oregano oil, and hundreds of herbals, oils, books, and educational materials. We have homeopathic detox solutions for chemtrails, radiation, MSG, and aspartame poisoning. We also train naturopathic healers via correspondence education. Why wait any longer? Go ahead and do it today. Sign up on the web and receive our new 120-page catalog and a current Herbal Healer newsletter free. Simply log on to HerbalHealer.com and check out the online member testimonials and our hundreds of exceptional products. That's HerbalHealer.com, your website for safe, effective, natural alternatives and education. That's HerbalHealer.com. This is Dr. Katherine Albright. I've got a hot tip if you'd like to save money when you travel. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com, your one-stop travel agent. Whether you're visiting relatives this Christmas, attending a convention, or just eager to trade the winter blues for an umbrella on a tropical beach, the Bannister Travel Group provides convenient online access to the finest travel and lodging choices available and at competitive rates. Check out their website and compare. I'm betting they can save you money when you book your next trip. And would you like to make money when others travel? View the presentation at BannisterTravelGroupInc.com to see how. Then check out TravelProInsider.com and TravelProIncome.com to learn more about this terrific opportunity. The Bannister Travel Group proudly sponsors Joe Bannister's Freedom Above Fortune radio show and hopes you'll consider them as your one-stop travel resource to arrange your next trip or help you pursue your own opportunities in the travel industry. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com. Visit them today. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Cocoa Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, Enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. Great host, great topics, free speech at its best. This is We the People Radio Network. When the weapons of mass destruction thing turned out not to be true, I expected the American people to rise up. Huh. They didn't. Then, when the Abu Ghraib torture thing surfaced, and it was revealed that our government participated in rendition, a practice where we kidnap people and turn them over to regimes who specialize in torture, I was sure then the American people would be heard from. We stood mute. 
Then came the news that we jailed thousands of so-called terrorist suspects, locked them up without the right to a trial or even the right to confront their accusers. Certainly, we would never stand for that. We did. And now it's been discovered the executive branch has been conducting massive illegal domestic surveillance on its own citizens. You and me. And I at least consoled myself that finally, finally, the American people will have had enough. Evidently, we haven't. In fact, if the people of this country have spoken the messages, we're okay with it all. Torture, warrantless search and seizures, illegal wiretappings, prison without a fair trial, or any trial, war on false pretenses. We as a citizenry are apparently not offended. There are no demonstrations on college campuses. In fact, there's no clear indication that young people even seem to notice. Well, Melissa Hughes noticed. Now, you might think, instead of withholding her taxes, she could have protested the old-fashioned way, made a placard and demonstrated at a presidential or vice presidential appearance. But we've lost the right to that as well. The Secret Service can now declare free speech zones to contain control, and in effect, criminalize protest. Stop for a second and try to fathom that. At a presidential rally, parade, or appearance, if you have on a supportive t-shirt, you can be there. If you're wearing or carrying something in protest, you can be removed. This in the United States of America, this in the United States of America, is Melissa Hughes the only one embarrassed? Mr. Shaw, that's a chair for witnesses only. Really long speeches make me so tired sometimes. Please get out of the chair. Actually, I'm sick and tired. Get out of the chair. And what I'm most sick and tired of is how every time somebody disagrees with how the government is running things, he or she is labeled un-American. Evidently, it's speech time. And speech in this country is free, you hack. Free for me, free for you, free for Melissa Hughes to stand up to her government and say, stick it. Objection. I object to government abusing its power to squash the constitutional freedoms of its citizenry. And God forbid anybody challenges they're smeared as being a heretic. Melissa Hughes is an American. Melissa Hughes is an American. Melissa Hughes is an American. Mr. Shaw, unless you have anything new and fresh to say, please sit down. You've reached the decorum of my courtroom with all this hooting. Last night, I went to bed with a book. Not as much fun as a 29-year-old, but the book contained a speech by Adelaide Stevenson. The year was 1952. He said, the tragedy of our day is the climate of fear in which we live, and fear breeds repression. Too often, sinister threats to the Bill of Rights, to freedom of the mind, are concealed under the patriotic cloak of anti-communism. Today... It's the cloak of anti-terrorism. Stevenson also remarked, it's far easier to fight for principles than to live up to them. I know we are all afraid. 
Bill is right. We have to look up to that. We simply must. That's all Melissa Hughes was trying to say. She was speaking for you. I would ask you now to go back to that room and speak for her. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on Be The People's Radio Network. Visit us on the web at animalfarmshow.com. Give us a call. All right, folks, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that. Once again, that's from Boston Legal, the hit show. And the character, the lawyer, speaking in that piece is Alan Shore, and it's played by James Spader. Just a clip that I, I like to break out once in a while, and I figured since Ben's not here that I figured I could break it out tonight and fill up a little bit of space, and hopefully you enjoyed that. But, you know, the relevance is there, folks. We talk about freedom of speech. You know, they're not even letting the veterans now exercise their freedom of speech. And there's so much truth in that clip that I, uh, it's just one of my favorites, hands down with the free speech zones. And really the, the theme for me is not just about, you know, protecting the character Melissa Hughes, who he's the defendant for, but it's just about all the things that are going on in our country that people either don't acknowledge, don't know about, or just don't care about or don't seem to show uniquely any... American, isn't it? it really is. And, and it's, it's, it, the sad thing is that it's not uniquely American. We've gone from a nation of people who, uh, right, you know, righteously so or rightly so, would keep their government in check to a nation now who is just so obsessed with Britney Spears and, and you know, all kinds of nonsense. And look, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to bash entertainment. I'm not saying you shouldn't have interests in this world other than politics or American uh, politics. But the idea here is that you have to, you know, it's our duty. It's not just our right to keep government in check. It is our responsibility. So, uh, once again, hopefully you like that. Once again, Ray, thanks for, for the call and basically the inspiration. And there's one final thing here on the veterans. And Dan, once again, Dan is like basically the fourth host now on the animal farm because <laughs> he sent me another article that, yes, I did miss, Dan, so thanks. It's uh, out of USA Today where veterans burials nonstop at national cemeteries. Um, I'll read a bit here, but I'll give you the gist. Cracking of rifle fire, silence, twittering blue jays, blackbirds, and killdeer as members of the color guard lower their rifles to smell the bitter smoke drifted over the family and friends of former Army Sergeant Ellis Hale, a Vietnam War veteran who died of prostate cancer at age 59. Sniffles and gentle sobs accompanied the rifle, uh, the recording of taps, excuse me. Moments after the final note, Sherry Hale walked down a curved brick walkway past the saluting line of representatives of the country's past wars, head bowed. She clutched to her chest the American flag that covered her husband's casket. And the, the gist of the article here is that at a ridiculous rate, these cemeteries are being filled. And an average of 1,800 veterans die each day. And 10% of them are buried in the country's what? 125 national cemeteries. Yeah, that number's right, Pyatt. It's, it's mind-boggling. But um, the 125 national cemeteries, which are expected to set a record with 107,000 internments, including dependents uh, this year and more national cemeteries are being built. So the headline, once again, is Veterans Burials Nonstop at National Cemeteries. And, yeah, that once again, that, that number, 1,800 veterans die each day. It's, it's, it's almost oh, unfathomable. Wow. 
it's hard to believe that that number is is true. Um, so you know, there you go, folks. It, it, it is what it is, and you know, obviously, so much of the news that we cover here is extremely unfortunate. I did not play the CNBC Big Brother Business Club. I'm going to play that. Uh, but I do want to speak a little bit about some good news, which is way overdue. On the 13th of this month, we had uh, this story, and who knows uh, how outdated it is already, but the House and Senate have approved a bill that would bar state driver's license authorities from implementing the federal uh, real ID regulations. This is a huge topic. This is right up there with the big ones. You know, the Real ID, the Real ID Act, all of it, uh, I, I'm not going to take it. I will not be here for that. If it happens, I will either hide or leave. I'm not going to you know, have a national identity card. There's no way because I know what the eventual, um, the, you know, the result is going to be. Governor Paul Lenti voted, uh, vetoed an earlier attempt to require that conditions be met before the state could change licenses to meet federal rules. But both chambers passed the bill by veto-proof margins 50 to 16 in the Senate and 103 to 30 in the House. So at least there's some overwhelming numbers, and there is a report on this. ...is brewing at the Capitol between the legislature and Governor Pawlenty tonight, not just over the budget, but also over a controversial federal law called the Real ID Act. Chief political reporter Tom Hauser is at the Capitol now with that story. Tom? Yeah, Leah, the Senate this afternoon overwhelmingly voted not to implement the Real ID Act. That means if Minnesota doesn't comply next year, your Minnesota driver's license might not be enough to get you on a commercial airline flight. It's called Real ID. All right, we got a break coming up. I'll finish this up on the way back. <laughs> Plenty more to play. i got some crazy clips for you, for you folks tonight, so I do want to get to them. AnimalFarmShow.com. We shall return, folks. Stay tuned. The superfood for you and your family. Hemp has nutritional values that far exceed any known plant. Hemp, used for food, clothing, and shelter since time began. Hemp, this God-given food source is controlled by your government, making it not legal to grow for American people and farmers, but legal to import. Our founding fathers grew hemp because they knew of the benefits it offered. The protein powder, seeds, and oil are available through HempUSA.org. Recommended daily intake of this food source will allow the body to heal itself from many ailments. Loaded with potassium, magnesium, calcium, essential fatty acids, amino acids, and nutrients not available in other plants. Hemp can be stored with a long shelf life as a life-sustaining food source for you and your family. Could this be the government's best-kept secret? Call today at 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Learn. Help. Shop at HempUSA.org. We do not charge for shipping. That's 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org today. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts, survivalists. The Army-Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard-to-find objects like real-world blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E Military.com. With free shipping on orders over $100. Not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kits for just $2.99 a piece or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. 
$20. Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids and adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks or a military fuel can for only $16. At the siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at mainmilitary.com. Their website is adding wholesale items all the time, like Uzi mag pouches. Get a dozen for just $36. Or Swiss rain ponchos, now for only $42 a dozen. And survival saws are just $60 a dozen. With shipping throughout the world, check out mainmilitary.com. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Jack Blood. Catch Deadline Live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Central. Monday through Friday. Right here on We the People Radio Network. WTPR. It's called Real ID, and it's real controversial. Members, this is one of the biggest shams that the federal government has ever shoved down our throat. Congress passed the Real ID Act to require all American citizens to carry a federal government-approved identification card to board a plane or enter any federal building. Supporters say it might have helped prevent the 9-11 attacks. Think back to that time. If we'd have had that kind of identification in system, this kind of identification in system, maybe maybe those folks wouldn't have had it quite so easy to be able to get on the airplane and do what they did. Other supporters say it will help crack down on illegal immigration. This might be one of the more important bills that we're going to have all, all this session. And it surprises me that there are so many people that really don't care who's in the United States. If you're for the proposal before... I just can't believe. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll play the rest of it. I just can't believe that these people, these politicians, can stay on the stand, knowing that our borders are not secure, and they can try to pitch this idea. And also, given the fact that somehow, mysteriously, a passport exploded from jet fuel off the twin towers and landed unscathed on the ground of New York City streets. So uh, this is just unbelievably ridiculous. For you, somehow, you're for illegal immigration, and that's hardly the truth. Opponents of real ID say. It would cost Minnesota tens of millions of dollars and not make us any safer from terrorists or identity thieves. We have one of the most secure ID forms any place in the United States. 
Now, Governor Pawlenty is a strong supporter of the Real ID program, but even many Republicans today voted against it, even though he went up to the Senate caucus and urged Republicans to vote for it. But it did end up passing, or not passing, 50 to 13, so Minnesota will not implement it. Opponents say it puts too much information in the hands of the federal government and costs the state way too much to implement a federal program. Yeah, well, that's the Ron Paul mentality, and that's why so many times he'll vote against these types of things, not just because of the obvious that, yes, we don't want government to track us, but it also gives the government way too much control, and that's what we have to get rid of. This nanny state is just getting way out of control, and I understand that there's still people out there that just feel that if they're not, you know, at fault, if they're not breaking the law, that, you know, they shouldn't be worried about these things. But maybe they'll start worrying when, you know, if they go five miles an hour over the speed limit and, you know, by radar their car is checked or by RFID or some kind of technology in the car, if it, you know, sends a bill to you at the end of the month, you know, with your speeding ticket, maybe they'll start carrying that. I mean, unfortunately, I think so many people in this country, or, or some amount of people in this country, I'm not sure if it's a majority or so many or whatever, but uh, there are, you know, a certain amount of people who just don't care about everything else. They just want, as long as their life is going well, that's what their focus is. So, it's just as it. That's true, and uh, unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at right now. And then, uh, once again, folks, there's CNBC is doing uh, this documentary. I think it's already finished on YouTube. You can check it out. It's called Big Brother, Big Business. I know we played a lot of clips tonight, but this is a really good one. And I think if you can, uh, I'll try to get some of the DVDs in-house here, and we can maybe uh, you know do like some fun little lore or lie competition to get them. If not, pick them up. Uh, this seems like it may be a very good tool. I'm not sure if it's a documentary or if it's going to be a special that's going to air because like a, a, a mini series or multi-series, but just check out the, the opening part of the documentary. The United States of America, home to 300 million people. Each of us assuming that if we obey the law and mind our own business, there's no reason for anyone to pay much attention to us. That's what we might think, but we would be wrong. Records are being created of activities that used to be wholly private. There are a lot of companies that you've never heard about, but they've heard something about you. Detailed personal information is being collected every day and used in ways we could never imagine. Most Americans are in your database somewhere, right? Also billions of transactions. Internet searches are being recorded. They keep everything. Your political leanings, your religious leanings, your medical concerns, your sexual concerns. Driving habits are being monitored. Vehicle speed, engine speed, whether the brakes are on or off. Employees are surveilled. He's heading back to the shop right now. Shoppers are observed, recorded, and analyzed. That's an alert right there. And personal phone calls? I was under the impression that nobody could steal my cell phone records. As it turns out, I was very, very wrong. We are living through a revolution, a surveillance revolution, empowered by technology. Literally within five to seven minutes, we've identified the individual. It's technology that can be put to good use to stop terrorists and solve crimes. But if information falls into the wrong hands, or it's just plain wrong, it can ruin lives. I went without a job for months. Tough four months? Very, very difficult. From implantable chips. They make a small incision in your arm. To data mining companies. Well, how secure is that database? We take an unprecedented look at the powerful business of personal information. We're not mining through the personal lives of innocent Americans. 
The government is now working with big business to take surveillance and information gathering to levels that were once the stuff of science fiction. Big Brother, if allowed to happen, will happen. And our job as responsible human beings in society is to make sure that that does not occur. All right, there. So once again, it's uh, it's it was really good. I, I'm actually very, I'm looking forward to watching it. Very anxious to find out. Big Brother, Big Business. That's CNBC uh, is producing that apparently. So let me know if there's more information that I don't know about that. Um, but it seems as though this might be a really good way to, you know, so-called uh, wake up your fellow man, your fellow woman, whatever. And it seems as though, you know, hey, it's amazing how far we've come in the last eight years. I just kind of was recollecting there while listening to it. You know, in eight years, in eight years, we have come so far into the Big Brother state, at least, you know, acknowledging what's going on. In the, and the government's basically admitting it to us now with the whole Real ID Act and so many other things with the violent homegrown radicalization, homegrown terrorism act, all this stuff, 959-1955. But, yeah, folks, everything you do, everything you go, everywhere you go, everything you buy, everything you say, everything you believe, uh, everything you do on the Internet, every web search, and, uh, you know, everything is going to be monitored. And if you don't think that there's, you know, a way to do it because there's not enough hard drive space or not enough technology or not enough people to monitor it, think again. Uh, if you haven't seen Enemy of the State, I suggest checking it out because that is where we are and that's eventually where we're going to be. That's where we're headed. Um, and the other thing that you have to talk about with this is, oh, yeah, it's going to solve crime. You know, they always use terrorism because that's obviously the biggest thing this country has to worry about. And, of course, it isn't, um, at least according to numbers, uh, deaths in the United States. But as far as criminal acts and crime... First of all, they're going to get a lot more revenue because of what this technology means. Like I said, if you drive over the speed limit, they're going to be able to track you and send you your bill without a police officer even having to pull you over. But more than that, you know, will, th- will these measures cause more crime just because, you know, we're not used to this type of stuff. And, uh, you know, without, God forbid, you don't have your real ID on you, your papers, please, this whole thing. Is this going to cause more people to do or commit more crimes? Just a question, kind of rhetorical in this case, because we are running short on time. But, um, you know, I don't know, folks. It, it's just everywhere you look now. And, and like I said, I think I've said this every single show, and I'm probably going to say it every show afterwards. But everywhere you look, you're seeing a different country. You're seeing an America that looks a lot more like the U.K. Uh, from, a, from a security standpoint. It looks a lot more like any other third world nations from a financial standpoint. I mean, how much more can we deal with this? And uh, there, was, there was some big news about the NAFTA superhighway. Bill Tucker did another report. I'd suggest checking it out on, on CNN.com. You know, the more and more Bill, uh, Bill Tucker reports on this, more and more Lou Dobbs covers this. He's still called a nutcase. They're still denying that this NAFTA superhighway exists or that the Trans-Texas Corridor is for real. They're gawking and saying that it's misleading and it's not true. And there's so much evidence that it is. So, you know, how can they get away with it? Well, because, uh, just like in that Boston legal clip, just because we are dealing with it. And, and, and once again, we have to go back to who is at fault. If you let this happen and you don't do anything about it, if we cannot collect together as a nation, at least in some force, some number, then we deserve what we're getting, unfortunately, because we are letting people take advantage of us. And I hate to say I that. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah, I am too. And when I talk to a lot of my friends, when I talk to a lot of people that I know or have known for years, people that I really respect, people that are, are much smarter than I am in, in, in some categories, um, I still just cannot get over the brainwashing success that has taken place since birth, the indoctrination that has so taken away some people's minds when you try to talk to them about anything 
other than entertainment, sports, technology, when you try to talk to them about, hey, by the way, what's the status of our government right now? Do you think they're going to turn into Nazi Germany of the of the year 2008, 2009? And they just they just get white and they turn away. Whoa, I don't know about that. And even in some other people, just just people who are just docile by nature. I mean, some people who just avoid confrontation for for you know just because just for the sake of it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I was born a rebel. I guess I was always uh, the troublemaker in class. So maybe that's why I'm here. But uh, it's the dumbing down of America that's happening right now. It certainly is, and, and something needs to be done. Otherwise, we're going to lose our country. I and mean, I don't think you can argue that. That's why I'm freaking out. That's why I'm doing this show. That's why I'm here, and I, that's why I spend you know uh, 20 hours a week trying to do something, even if it's only a, a radio show twice a week. Maybe we'll do more more days eventually. But we all got to try to gather and so try to get that clip cnbc big brother big business um spread it around let me see let me see if it works for people that i know i'll let you know and any other tools and once again folks thanks for the emails from dan from from ray thanks for the call tonight ray uh we really appreciate all the help we can get and we appreciate the participation once again folks animalfarmshow.com is the website we are unfortunately out of time thanks for listening tonight ben will be back tuesday hopefully um for pius and i'm um, tony patch yes. we're saying that the dissent in your government is as american as apple pie folks have a great weekend and we'll see you on tuesday Take care. thank you goodbye it won't be too long.